Hello, I'm Eric Chavro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. On Thursday, Representative James Longevin and Michael McCall introduced the Executive Cybersecurity Authorities Act of 2010. The bill would establish an office of cyberspace in the White House with its director to be nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate. The measure also gives the director sweeping authority to approve and review the IT security budgets of civilian agencies. I caught up with Representative McCall, a Texas Republican, as he was about to board a plane back to Austin. And I asked him why give the cyberspace director such broad authority over the cybersecurity spending plans of civilian agencies. Without the requisite authority, they can't carry out the mission. The one thing that the Cybersecurity Commission, our recommendations to the president with respect to this position, which was kind of the number one recommendation, was that uh, you know these agencies aren't coordinating. You know, they're not working together, so the offensive capabilities through the cyber warfare, cyber operations, are not working with the agencies tasked with defensive capabilities. So agencies like NSA, DOD, DHS, if you don't have someone with, you know, credible authority, and, and it had to be elevated to the White House to, to, to have the, you know, imprimatur of the presidency. Without that authority given to this person with some, some budgetary, it's, it's limited, but to have some budgetary authority, they really can't carry out the mission. And that's precisely, in my view, why Melissa Hathaway probably stepped down. You know, she was set up to fail in this position uh, without giving the, you know, the authority to carry out the mission. And then that's why Howard Schmidt, who is the current cyber coordinator, I think, you know, and if the Senate confirmed, it also provides the, you know, I'd say the burden on, on him and the White House to come and report to Congress, uh, whereas right now they really he doesn't have that, that burden on him. Is there a problem with getting congressional support for some cybersecurity initiatives without the ability to question what some people cons- people consider the most senior person in government dealing with cybersecurity? Yeah, I mean, I think right now the way it stands is, you know, the, the, the cybersecurity coordinator doesn't really report to the Congress, and that, that's the whole point of this new uh, Office of Cybersecurity to coordinate with the relevant agencies and then report back to the Congress about what is happening. It elevates the seriousness of the issue of cybersecurity, which when we had our hearings and talked to the high levels in the military, this is probably one of the biggest threats we face, you know, in this century in terms of not only criminal cyber attacks, espionage, but but more important, cyber warfare. And so this needs to be elevated to the the highest levels in, in our view. And, you know, this person needs to have the requisite authority to carry out the mission and at the same time report to the Congress because right now the way it's set up in the White House, the cyber, you know, while we, we talked to Howard Schmidt, he doesn't have any reporting requirements to come to the Congress and tell us what he's doing. What is the likelihood of, of this bill getting passed this year? I mean, obviously it's getting hard to pass anything these days in Congress and most cybersecurity <laughs> and also most cybersecurity legislation in Congress really hasn't gone very far. Dan Lipinski and I passed the cyber, cyber bill uh, out of the House. This Congress, first time in a while, we've seen a major piece of cyber uh, security legislation get passed. And it's in the Senate. We got, you got the Lieberman Snow bill out there. I'm hopeful we can get some, uh, get that to go to conference committee. This bill, I just talked to Jim Longevin, the congressman, a Democrat from Rhode Island, and uh, I had this very conversation with them. They're in the majority. I'm, I'm not. I said, what are the chances of this pushing, uh, us pushing this through? And he, uh, 
he was very optimistic. I will say, I, I think the administration, while they may not come out championing or advocating for it, I, at, at the same time, I think they will not certainly be against it by any means. One thing the president did do after our recommendations came out was he came out with a press conference and, and adopted many of the recommendations, including this position. But the failure, in my judgment, was not to give this position the again, the, the authority that he needs to carry it out. If you don't have the credibility in terms of authority and budgetary authority, it's it's a nice meeting to have at NSA or DOD or Homeland Security, but if you don't have any leverage, they're not as likely to, to do what, you, what needs to be done. Can a bill, a measure like yours, be incorporated into a bill such as the Cybersecurity Enhancement Act? Would that be appropriate? If Congressman Weinzman and I can get this thing through the House as well, then I think what you could see from a procedural standpoint is something coming out of the Senate. If you look at some of the Senate bills, they also make similar recommendations about this position in the White House having an office of cybersecurity, which we, we clearly need. And I think there, there's a good opportunity here that possibly to marry those two bills and the ones that come out of the Senate and then the conference committee achieve that goal. So what odds would you say some kind of cybersecurity legislation will be enacted this year by Congress? Yeah, that's our hope. I'm not in the majority, so I can't drive the agenda, but I can work with, I've worked very closely with the majority to try to get these bills passed because they are so important. We really don't have a whole lot of time to wait on these things. When you look at what the threat is, as we had our hearings, when you think about the fact that every federal agency has been hacked into and enormous amounts of data have been stolen, mostly espionage, we really don't have a whole lot of time to act. The Pentagon was, was hacked into. Imagine if, like, agents of a foreign power were caught stealing paper files out of the Pentagon. Imagine the alarm that would cause across the nation, yet in the virtual world, that's happening every day. And so much data has been stolen, it, it, it rivals the amount of data in the Library of Congress. So this is not some hypothetical game. A lot of people don't understand the issue very well, but whether it's espionage or whether it's a cyber warfare piece, you know, 30 countries are actively developing cyber warfare programs. That's a serious issue. Some are our friends and some aren't. Imagine Iran, if we pass the Iran Sanctions Act, and you know, Israel threatens them, if they, they respond with a cyber attack, they could do a lot of damage. We're kind of beyond this being a hypothetical world in, in terms of cyber. This is a real stuff, and it can cause real damage. I well, thank you, Congressman, for taking a few minutes with us today. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Representative Michael McCall. And I'm Eric Chavro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.